I'm Addie Lowen. Here's your Steinbeck Online Daily News for Wednesday, February 3rd. Let's begin with a 2021 flood forecast as chances for spring flooding in the Red River Valley are very low this year. That's according to the U.S. National Weather Service. Soil moisture, along with current snowpack and river and stream flows throughout most of the Red River Basin in the U.S. are close to below normal. Greg Gust, a National Weather Service meteorologist, says with the minimal snowpack, the runoff won't be much of a threat this spring. We've got two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight inches of snow in various areas. But if you melt down the water in there, it's hard to come up with even an inch of, of water content in most areas. And and the way the soils are right now, they're pretty dry. Uh, they are going to absorb some of that melt. So so an inch or less of runoff, you know, that, that doesn't even hardly make it to the ditches or from there into the streams. The National Weather Service is calling for near-normal temperatures and precipitation in February, March and April, with no dramatic weather changes expected in its climate outlook. I suppose for tonight there is that special weather statement in effect, and we'll see how that affects the precipitation for February. And now to a story that's touched the hearts of many over the past months. After contracting COVID-19 late last year, a young girl from Steinbeck named Hallie has entered a downward spiral of unexpected health complications. Connor Gerbrandt has been following the story. It's incredibly draining because it's just been one thing after another. Carrie Lynn Thiessen says her daughter had severe health problems prior to her becoming infected with the virus, but everything has become much, much worse. Hallie has now spent more than 40 consecutive days in the hospital, and during that time, her gastrointestinal tract has become inflamed, her intestines stopped working, her body began rejecting food, and she's had sepsis, gallstones, and an allergic reaction to the blood transfusion that was supposed to get rid of some of these problems. It was quite scary. There were days where she was just laying in bed and you couldn't even wake her up or anything. She was just completely out and you know, doctors were telling me that they were concerned that maybe her body was shutting down and they didn't know what was going to happen next. Tyson longs for the day where her daughter is able to walk, play and laugh like a two-year-old is supposed to, but is worried COVID-19 has changed little Hallie's life forever. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. And now to another family that's been in our thoughts and prayers. St. Malo homeowner Carrie Steffen says the fact that she and her family are safe is itself remarkable. However, their two cats and a dog perished in a fire that devastated the home earlier this week. According to St. Malo Deputy Fire Chief Dave Gentis says the house ignited at 5 a.m. Sunday morning and quickly spread throughout the building as much of its insulation consisted of sawdust and wood chips. The home, he says, was totally destroyed. After we put out the fire, we found uh, that there was a dog that was uh, deceased under the bed in the bedroom. Homeowner Carrie Steffens took to Facebook yesterday to mourn her loss. Nothing is salvageable, and our peaceful, beautiful home that we loved is a total loss, she wrote. Three of our beloved pets didn't make it out, despite all efforts, and my heart is broken to lose them. After an initial investigation, it is believed the fire was sparked by an overloaded wall outlet. Donations to their GoFundMe page have already begun pouring in, and Steffens says she is blown away by people's kindness and generosity, even as she continues to reel from the unexpected events. And the owners of fishing lodges way up north are bracing for a second consecutive summer of next to no income. We're all hoping that this summer will be back to normal, but 
realistically, it's not looking that way. LaBrokery resident Jerry Dunlop owns Dunlop's Fly and Lodge just past Thompson. While he understands the reasons for our ongoing COVID-19 restrictions, he says the closure at the Canada-U.S. border is threatening his ability to make any money at all, as Americans make up 90% of customers. We're all in or all out. The operating costs are huge. And we can't operate at 50% capacity. DeSalaberry resident Clarence Bergen owns a lodge in northern Ontario and is struggling with similar restrictions. It definitely is uh, not a spot that you want to be in your career for sure. Bergen has considered prioritizing Canadians over Americans this season, but is well aware that the shift in clientele would not be enough to break even. And now to today's COVID-19 case count numbers. Public health officials confirmed this morning there are 126 new cases of the virus in Manitoba. Of those, eight are in Southern Health, but none in the southeastern corner of the province. As well, another three Manitobans with COVID-19 have died. Today's death toll includes a woman in her 90s linked to the outbreak at Heritage Life Personal Care Home in Niverville. Meanwhile, there are reports that some truck drivers in this province are being denied essential services. Dr. Jazz Atwal is acting Deputy Chief Provincial Public Health Officer, and he says it has been brought to their attention that some of these essential workers are not being allowed access to public washrooms. Dr. Atwal says we rely on these individuals, and this is disappointing to hear. To the businesses that are turning truckers away, I ask you to open your doors and make these facilities available. We are friendly Manitoba for a reason, and I ask you to show the friendliness towards these essential workers. Let's show humanity to people. Dr. Atwal says we rely on this industry to provide the goods and services we use every day. And with Valentine's Day quickly approaching, the question is being asked whether children should be handing out Valentine's cards during a pandemic. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Dr. Jazz Atwal is acting Deputy Chief Provincial Public Health Officer. He explains COVID-19 is spread through respiratory droplets that come from a person's throat or lungs when they cough or sneeze. These droplets can fall on surfaces and contaminate them. Dr. Atwal says washing your hands before and after handling and opening the cards, as well as avoiding touching your face while handling the cards, will reduce the possibility of transmitting COVID-19. One suggestion for delivery could be that students provide their cards to the teacher and the teacher does the distribution. So lots of people aren't handing out cards all at once. And students, again, wash your hands before and after you touch a card. Dr. Atwal says if envelopes are being used for the cards, it is important not to lick them shut. I'm Shannon Duick. And curling star Kristen McCush of Landmark is set to return to the National Scotties Tournament of Hearts as her team was announced as a wild card for the upcoming event in Calgary. McCush admits there were times when she doubted they would be going. We didn't know like if they were going to have a wild card spot this year just because of the different circumstances with COVID. So, yeah, we definitely were a little nervous. Because of the restrictions surrounding the pandemic, McCush says there have not been many opportunities to get out on the ice as a team. We've had, um, I don't know, maybe like three or four hours of practice for the whole season. So, yeah, we're uh, we're itching to get some ice before we get there. The team's usual skip, Tracy Flurry, has decided to stay home with her infant daughter, so McCush and her team will be skipped by Chelsea Carey. The tournament officially begins on Friday, February 19th. For details on these stories and more, including photos, full interviews and video, go to SteinbeckOnline.com. I'm Addie Lowen.